Hello, hello, and welcome again to the DTF Podcast. This is Just a Tad with Sam Norton. How are you doing? I don't know if you can answer that. Maybe you can answer it down in the comments below. Hi, guys. Welcome. Thanks for coming back. I'm really excited about today because we're talking about one of my favorite movies. We're going to be talking about the Mighty Python movie, A Holy Grail. Mighty Python and the Holy Grail. A great movie. It's one of my favorites since I was a kid. It's still hilarious to this day. I think I understand it even more. Specifically, we're going to talk about one single scene, because there's a lot to talk about in this movie, but right now, I want to talk about one specific scene. Now, if you haven't seen the movie, I'll give you guys a little bit of a backstory so you guys can kind of understand what's going on. It's a little bit visual, but I think you can, uh, you know, the, 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 power, uh, the, the power of the imagination will send this through, and then you can look it up for yourself, because that's the point of this. I want you guys to look up comedy for yourselves. I just want to kind of give you a morsel. Uh, yeah, this is called Mighty Python and the Holy Grails. It's a older movie, a little bit older. It was released in theaters January 1st, 1975, and it's from a, I would hope that you guys know who the fuck these people are, but they're, it's from a group called Mighty Python. They were a group out of the UK. Uh, there was, uh, I think six members. Let's list them. There was Terry Jones, John Cleese, Terry Gilliam, Eric Idle, Michael Palin, and Graham Chapman. Uh, those were the the, the members. I, I think they've added. I think Eddie Izzard's technically added now, which is where you can see why I like Mighty Python because Eddie Izzard's part of him. You know, it it all leads back to my my Trinity. But yeah, the, those. Uh, so that that was one, two, three, four, five, five, six, six guys. Um, now, in this movie, they wrote this movie, it's basically a parody movie of sorts about uh, King Arthur and uh, the Knights of Camelot, and it's kind of a, it's it's got a thread uh, that's all through it, uh, King Arthur searching for the grail and then also getting, uh, going through the English countryside, or I guess European countryside, Searching for the Grail, but also trying to get knights for his round table. And it's mainly, in Mighty Python style, it's actually a bunch of sketches kind of thrown together. But they weaved them together with a story. So whenever you watch the movie, you can kind of see that influence. Now this one that we're going to listen to is my personal favorite. Now there's a bunch of them, the Knights Who Say Knee... There's the rabbit, there's the Scottish sorcerer. Uh, for all of you guys who know what I'm talking about, you know how great those scenes are. My personal favorite is the scene of the Black Knight. Uh, that's what we're going to listen to right now. Now, uh, give you guys a little context. Basically, what's happening in this is uh, <laughs> uh, Graham Chapman, who was, I think, to me, was like the leader of Mighty Python. That's his character. He's playing King Arthur, right? Now, Graham Chapman's the only one that's not alive anymore. He died back in October 1989. Um, he was uh, outwardly uh, homosexual. He was a big, uh, big person in the LGBT community and fought for gay rights and everything. But he unfortunately died in 1989 of cancer. Um, but he's he's the main voice you hear. He's uh, playing King Arthur, and the the sound effects you hear 
you may just just kind of get give you guys a little funniness. Uh, the sound effects you hear, if you hear like clomping, like it's a horse, it's actually not a horse. It's just a guy with a big backpack, and he's just banging two coconuts together. And Graham is just pretending to ride an imaginary horse. So that's just a funny visual that you don't get. But I wanted to explain it. So when you hear the... That's actually just a guy literally in screen banging coconuts together. But he shows up. The Black Knight's fighting this other guy in this epic battle. You can kind of hear them clashing against each other. Then they stroll up and they start having a conversation. The Black Knight is guarding a creek. It's literally a creek. Like, you could step over it, but he's guarding, like, a little tiny bridge so you don't get your feet wet. And King Arthur is asking, uh, you know, the knight to join his gang, and then also Kenny Cross, and then they get into a fight, okay? So that's what happens. Now, every time you hear, like, what sounds like water dripping, it is copious amounts of blood pouring out of the Black Knight. So that's all the context you need visually. So sit back and enjoy. We'll come back and dissect why the fuck this is one of the funniest scenes in any movie ever to me. Uh, So enjoy. the strength of many men, Sir Knight. I am Arthur, King of the Britons. I seek the finest and the bravest knights in the land to join me in my court at Camelot. You have proved yourself worthy. Will you join me? You make me sad. So be it. Come, Patsy. None shall pass. What? None shall pass. I have no quarrel with you, good Sir Knight, but I must cross this bridge. Then you shall die. I command you, as King of the Britons, to stand aside. I move for no man. So be it. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> 
Now stand aside, worthy adversary. Tis but a scratch. A scratch? Your arm's off. No, it isn't. Well, what's that, then? I've heard worse. You liar! Come on, you pansy! Victory is mine! We thank thee, Lord, that in thy mercy... Come on, then! What? Have at you! You are indeed brave tonight, but the fight is mine. Oh, had enough, eh? Look, you stupid bastard, you've got no arms left. Yes, I have. Look! It's just a flesh wound. Look, stop that! Chicken! Chicken! Look, I'll have your leg. Right! Right, I'll do you for that. You what? Come here! What are you going to do, bleed on me? I'm invincible! You're a loony. The Black Knight always triumphs! How about you? Come on, then. All right. We'll call it a draw. Come, Patsy. Oh, oh, I see. Running away, eh? You yellow bastards! Come back here and take what's coming to you! I'll bite your legs off! Okay, that was Mighty Python and the Holy Grail, the Black Knight scene. I hope you guys had your imagination caps on to visualize it, because it's so fucking fun. For all of you who've seen it, you know how fucking funny that is. Uh, and it, I, think, I think the audio does it justice, too, because it's just so funny about... The, uh, so here's what I like about it. Uh, on past episodes, you guys have heard that w- one of my favorite comedy pastimes is excessive violence without any repercussions, right? Just seeing someone get hit in the nuts or get hit by a car or get their arms chopped off, as long as that person's not in pain, it's so fun. I, I, like, everybody, I think, has very primal instincts on uh, humor, you know, there are very primal things that are funny. Farts, poop, uh, getting kicked in the balls. Uh, j- you know, these these very animalistic laughing things. My, mine is excessive violence. I also find, uh, you know, the other primal uh, funny things funny to me. But the one that always gets me is when there's just excessive violence that doesn't end in pain. And this is... I, when I watched this as a child... Uh, this kind of spurred something in me, or uh, stirred something in me, not spurred, that's a weird thing, uh, stirred something in me, because I think it was the first time that I was given a live-action cartoon, or like cartoonery, right? So whenever you watch cartoons, like I was talking about with the Animaniacs, whenever you watch cartoons, you get that stuff all the time. The anvil drops on the coyote's head, he slinks off and you laugh, right? Or, uh, you know... Daffy Duck gets shot in the face by Elmer Fudd. His beak turns around. He still talks. Everything's okay. You laugh as a child. You kind of outgrow that. But I realized I never really outgrew it. I just needed a more adult sense of it, if that makes sense. And that's what this is. The Black Knight is sitting there. They're having this epic battle. You really... Whenever you first watch it, you're sitting there going like, well, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm sure he's going to kill him and something funny is going to happen. But he slices off his arm and the Black Knight just kind of very nonchalantly looks at it 
and then picks up the fight again, as you heard. And then he chops off that arm, and then <laughs> King Arthur sits and bows and starts praying to God. And then out of out of nowhere, out of frame, the Black Knight comes up and like kicks him in the head, and he's like, "Come on, you pansy!" And in, that then it's just absolutely humorous because you're like well what the fuck like there's no way the guy's gonna win the battle so he chops off his leg and he's just sitting there talking shit while jumping on one leg that's clearly over and you know what's after he chops off the leg you know what's coming next you know he's gonna chop off the other leg and then it's just gonna be a stump but what makes it hilarious to me is the whole time he is just bleeding gallons of blood right when you watch it like you know, whenever you listen to it, and I said, whenever you hear water, that amount of water, that was all blood. Like, just deep, crimson blood pouring out of his arm sockets and his leg. He's just having way too much, way, there's no way a human would have that much blood and be able to still stand, hop on one leg. Let alone just stand on one, two legs. But to then have a, the other leg get cut off and then be able to, like, hop around, like... Just the suspension of disbelief makes it even funnier to me. And just having blood everywhere. It's just so funny. Because you're basically watching a cartoon, but of people. And that I think that's a very adult, sensible thing of like, okay, this is excessive violence. Like, excessive violence. But you have no... Uh, there's no punishment for it, you know? Like, whenever you watch an action movie, sometimes I still laugh, because you, you know inherently nobody got hurt, but whenever you watch an action movie and someone, you know, it's badass because you see something blow up and guys explode, and, but they they give, they they have grimaces on their face, there's pain. So you, you instinctually give reverence to that and go, oh, someone's in pain, so I'm rooting for that guy, uh, you know, Rambo. I'm rooting for him, so I'm like, yeah, but I'm not celebrating that those people are in pain. I'm celebrating that Rambo's taking out the quote-unquote bad guy, right? But you're not laughing. It's not hilarious. It's only hilarious when your expectations are completely nullified. That's what it, I mean, basically, that's what a joke is, right? When, when you ha- set up an expectation, you twist it. And so that was the first time, I think, when I was a kid, when I saw... A, a human being, a, a live-action cartoon. So that's why it was. It still sticks in my fucking attic of a head. There's a crawl space, and maybe that's why I still find it so funny. Is that you don't ever, you don't ever expect in a movie for someone to get blown up and then be okay. And it's see, I can't even not laugh at it. And that that's that's rarely done in movies especially live-action movies, to have that kind of cartoon sensibility. Someone gets their arm chopped off or their leg blown off, and they're just sitting there like, what? Nothing happened. <laughs> it's just so... And then just having copious amounts of... Just to, just to kill your expectations even more than to have just a fucking rocket of blood spew out <laughs> and they'd still be okay. Like, nah, I'm okay. Stop being a pansy. Like, I like... I just like it's a good twist on the reality and the the pattern that you set up in life, you know? If if you watch someone get their arm chopped off in real life, you're fucking terrified, right? And then if you watch someone get their arm chopped off in a non-comedy, you're not terrified, but you're a little aghast. You're just like, "Oh, good lord, that's that's quite a bit," right? But then that's the beauty of a comedy. Is you could watch someone get their arm chopped off and 
where you would normally go, oh, my lamps, I've got the vapors, right? Where you'd get a gasp. Uh, if someone acts out of out of the norm on that, then you're just sitting there like, this is fucking ridiculous. That's what makes it so great. Now, that's the, that's the kind of surface primal side of me of seeing that twist on reality that I love. But the the next part that I, I didn't really real I didn't kind of realize until I watched it again um, fairly recently is that they were doing it. I think I, I got to give them credit because they're all super smart. I think they all went to like Cambridge and got fucking doctorates in psychology. I don't know what they did. They were all very smart guys. So I think what they were also doing because this was during the 70s, and in America there was a lot of anti-heroes and badass guys. You know, there was Taxi Driver and Dirty Harry, all these, like, grizzled, don't-fuck-with-me type badasses, right? And even to an extent, we'll even kind of push away from the gritty realism, uh, Star Wars was uh, around the same time. Uh, I think it came out a year or two after, but... Uh, it still it still was of this era, and people really liked anti-heroes, which is where Boba Fett got... So, uh, if you guys know Star Wars, Boba Fett was the bounty hunter, and he got huge. He, he had, like, one or two lines in Empire Strikes Back, and he was just... He fit that, like, gritty anti-hero of, like, yeah, that guy's so... That guy's so much of a badass that he's cool, right? And... I feel like this Black Knight scene, they took the anti-hero trope and fucking, <laughs> no pun intended, cut the legs up from underneath it kind of quite literally. Because in the, in the scene, if you go back and watch it, but you guys can kind of understand through context, that they have this like quick cut action scene. The Black Knight looks real cool. I mean, he's dressed in black. You can't see his face. He's, he's this mysterious kind of towering badass. He does have Eric Idle's voice, which is kind of funny at the end of it when he's like, oh, running away, I see. Like, Eric Idle's got such a <laughs> such a goofy voice. But they, they try to make him like this grizzled badass, and you think, uh-uh. First, kind of for a second, you're thinking, oh, is this about to kind of, to really blossom into like an action movie type thing? And within, what? 25 seconds he chops his arm off and then still continues to go and you and they literally piece by piece cut down the trope of the the anti-hero badass and by the end of it he's it's almost like the emperor has no clothes you sit him you see him sitting there with his hubris like oh run it away i see and he and he's just he's literally a stump of a, of a torso and a head just bleeding out of both arms and both legs just calling him an asshole and he can't even turn around fully to address him because he like walks behind him and he's like oh go fuck yourself and i kind of like i like that extra layer that everybody was just fawning over like oh you're so badass you can't even be touched and it's like yeah but what happens when the badass is touched then he's a nerd like the rest of us except uh, the, the problem is he has too much of an ego to bow out gracefully like the rest of us would. If it, if any hero got his arm chopped off, then you would try to, you'd try to fight, but at some point you would go, ah, shit, uh, oh, I'm gonna bow out gracefully, whereas this guy's just not fighting, he's not, he's not regal when he does, he's not, he, he's not, a. 
you know, this empowered badass going out guns a blazing. He's just being dismantled and like, no, no. It's it. He's almost being emasculated, like, no, don't do this. Fuck you, and not giving up. Which makes it even funnier that you're just like, oh, this guy's so badass. And then by the end of it, you're like, what a fucking nerd. Like, why don't you just give up? <laughs> now you're just a stump because you couldn't give up your ego, you idiot. Like, they, uh, they, they, they really, I don't know, they really cut down to size what I enjoy. I did enjoy about anti because I'm one of those people, and I, I didn't even grow up in the the 70s in that time. But I love Boba Fett, and fuck it, even in Star Wars, I, I think George Lucas tried to uh, tried to do something like that when he got hit and then fell into the Sarlacc pit. He was this badass, and then he gets murdered in the dumb. Oh, by the way, spoiler alert. If anybody's thinking that, don't ever fucking listen to this podcast again, because that was a long time ago, and uh, I hate anybody that's like, oh, God, you you ruined a movie from three decades ago. Uh, but yeah, so when Boba Fett, like, gets hit, if you've never seen the movie, you're fucking dumb, but he gets hit in the jetpack without looking, falls into this monster's mouth, and that's how he goes out. He was, like, billed as this awesome fucking bounty hunter, and then just goes out like a little bitch. And that was infuriating because I was I was totally invested in Boba Fett and like oh if he if he's gonna have if he's gonna go out he's gonna go out guns a blazing and he went out like the Black Knight where it's just like really that's it now where the Black Knight was not infuriating is I never had a chance to get invested so I was okay with it um, now I wonder I wonder if I did get invested if it would still be as funny where I'm like. Yeah, you know what? It probably still is fun. It, it it's still funny to me because it's it's very much like yeah, he's a badass. He's a badass, and then wow, he's got too much hubris. I do like the fact that I I got excited about him. Uh, whenever you watch that scene, you get excited of like, oh, who's this guy? Is he gonna join? And then then you're like, oh, he's gonna fight him. Oh no! And then within, I mean, the, this clip was what four minutes. Within four minutes, you go from this guy's a badass to uh oh. Then wow, what a fucking nerd! <laughs> that what a sad nerd. By the way, the rest of the movie never cut back to him. You you just are. It's I guess just assume that he is a bloody stump sitting by a creek for all of eternity. Because I think what they're saying is he can't die. He's immortal, right? He bleeds copious amounts, but he's immortal. So. I I would <laughs> I would have liked for either at the end of the movie for them to like cut back to him and he's like hi is anybody there and just like have a dog peeing on him or something or what would be even better is if in their later movies for some reason someone's walking through a forest and he happens to be there and he's still cursing like ah oh, you can't nobody show pass and they're like what you're just a bloody stump you're like no go fuck yourself. And it's like still talking trash even after, you know, hundreds of thousands of, or not hundreds of thousands, but hundreds or thousands of years. I think that'd be funny to just have that be a reoccurring character of like, wow, it's still going. That's pretty sad. I like, I like Manny Python in that way. They, 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 I will talk about them quite a bit more, I'm sure, but they, they were always super surreal, always uh, very odd, I guess is the best thing. But their their parodies really, really bit into the meat of shit. 
even when it wasn't um, uh, super political. I mean, they had a lot of political stuff that was uh, a lot of biting satire, really kind of polarizing in some cases, and uh, got them into some some uh, deep shit with a few religious groups whenever they uh, did Life of Brian and stuff like that, which is another movie they did. Um, but so they did, they did some stuff that really pushed the envelope, but with stuff like this, it was even pushing the envelope on something that is one, not really thought about. It, it's just kind of a zeitgeist thing of like, Oh, everybody loves the badass. Well, here's, here's the emperor with no clothes, you know? And that, that level of observation is, uh, I don't know. I, I appreciate it quite a bit. That's, that's pretty pretty impressive that they they saw that going and they 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 addressed it and took care of it and cut the literally again literally cut the legs out from underneath it all within four minutes and then they moved on to the rest of the movie they did it in one sketch i it's it's quite impressive to be able to do that and then not even like i said not even address it for the rest of the movie just like hey you remember that guy fuck him that doesn't matter uh yeah, man, Mighty Python and the Holy Grail, one of my one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, I I am sad that Graham passed away. He 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 was a, a genius in his time. Uh, we still have the others. They 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 do uh, they did base a live uh, play like a performance a, a musical uh, off of this movie that was spam a lot. It, it toured around. Now it's it's gone in and out of production, but they uh, they they did have it uh, kind of trolling around for a while. So you should you should definitely look that up too. It, it's different from the movie, but it's based around it. I mean, it is called Mighty Python Spam a Lot, and it's uh, basically an adaptation of the Holy Grail. Uh, yeah, they they had different seasons. The original Broadway production was in 2005 and won Tony Awards and really did well. Uh, there may be productions still around. I am not sure. Look them up. Maybe we can go together. Uh, that'd be, that'd be kind of cool. Just do a field trip of all of us. <laughs> what am I trying to set up? I, some of you may be axe murderers. I have no idea. But hey, fuck it. That'd be a fun way to go out. As long as... Uh, as long as you chop my arms off without pain and then I bleed out copiously, we can have a laugh together. <laughs> Man, the, I might be going insane. But that it is fucking hilarious. Uh, I hope you I hope you will look up and watch Mighty Python and the Holy Grail. There are uh, tons of funny, hilarious scenes in here. Uh, some a little bit weirder, some a little bit more serious. But all uh, top-notch comedies. Uh, this is... This has got to be top ten favorite movies of all time for me. Uh, Blazing Saddles is up there too, and it's uh, it, it's it's worth the watch and it's worth the uh, the study, the study of the comedy. Watch, you know, if you've never seen it, watch it the first time. Sit back and enjoy it. Uh, after you've watched it, you know, twenty five times, sit back and really study what they did with it. It's 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 a master class on not only sketch comedy but film comedy, original comedy, uh, satire, uh, surreal. I mean, the, there's there's everything under the sun in that movie and, and more. So I, I can't I can't suck its dick 
enough, and I I hope I hope maybe in the future they uh, they come out with one Mighty Python comes out with one one more great film like this just to kind of send them all off into the ether and say uh, say good night. You know, don't go don't go quietly into that good night. Be like the Black Knight. Have too much hubris. Go. I want my I want Mighty Python to just bleed out as a bloody stump and say fuck it. I don't even, I don't even care if our last thing is. Is dog shit. We're we're doing it because we're running away. Hey, that's how I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go out as a sad, bloody stump, still thinking I'm the best man in the world. Cause uh, cause hey, that's 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 who it's that's who we are. You know, that's America. We're we're never gonna we're never gonna give up, even though uh, even though we can't move around anymore. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. I think I was trying to be political, and then uh, just came out real shit. But my points about uh, Mighty Python and the Holy Grail, this scene, are not, uh, they're not tied to that at all, but they, they are also not, they're not wrong. I, I am 100% right. Taking down the anti-hero and having that primal laugh combined together makes comedy gold. So I'll stick with what I know, which is comedy. And, uh, I hope you stick with what you know, which is, uh, enjoying, enjoying the show. I'm glad you guys, uh, always listen, continue to listen, and as always, go out and try to find laughter for yourself. Go out and listen to Mighty Python and Holy Grail. Go out and find different Mighty Python things. Get at me. Tell me what you think. Everyone, I appreciate you listening to another episode of Just a Tad on the BTF Podcast. My name is Sam Norton. I will see you all next time. I love you all. Goodbye. Mwah!